I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome into the Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. We will have a fun show tonight. We have so many things to talk about and get into in the world of sports and outside of the world of sports. And I invite you to not only listen, but also to participate. The City's One Plumbing Talking text line is 651-461-9226. And I wanted to start tonight's show because we will have plenty of time to get into um, the Twins and the start of the playoff run here. We will have plenty of time to get into the Minnesota Vikings getting their first victory yesterday. I actually want to start with the Twin Cities Marathon cancellation conversation. Because <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around this one. Why do we get so upset when some decisions that are made are made to try to serve in our best interest overall, okay? And when I say our, I'm not talking about individually, overall, in general, as a collective group, our best interest, and be beneficial to our health. Why? We have tended to, in the last few years, get more and more upset about trying to keep each other safe. If you guys noticed that, the last few years, we, we, we get upset when we try to keep each other safe. First, it was putting on a mask in the pandemic. Yesterday, it was the cancellation of the Twin Cities Marathon. Now, clearly, there's going to be a lot of frustration with the cancellation, which is understandable, okay? I'm not going to sit here and try to play dumb as though the Twin Cities Marathon doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. Absolutely it does. I'm not a marathon runner. We will have a marathon runner on next segment. But I'm not that person. I'm supportive of friends that do run marathons. And I understand what the Twin Cities Marathon represents for a lot of people. It's not just about that one marathon, but I know that there are so many people that want to to participate and get into bigger marathons, like the Boston Marathon. Okay? I understand all of that. But there's a line with anything that we do in life. Whether it was we don't have necessarily all of the freedom to do what we want to do in a pandemic. Or yesterday have a situation where marathon officials canceled the race, okay, what, a couple hours before, because 
there was going to be a record high in the 90s with the humidity, with the cloudless, uh, cloudless skies. And they just deemed it was too dangerous for participants. They say that as many as 8,000 runners were going to compete in the 42nd running of the marathon, 12,000 more in the TC 10 mile, and thousands of spectators. And I've heard that going back, I guess it was a bad year in Chicago in 2007 where they had a lot of situations that incidents where people were getting sick, um, the conditions were not great, and then you started to have um, all of the people that are kind of like emergency responders that have to help, and it, it became kind of overwhelming. So now I get the frustration. I get people being um, – upset, but at the end of the day, if you're going to err on the side of caution, isn't that always the wise thing to do? Don't you think that the the marathon people thought this through and were probably hoping and praying on Saturday night, hopefully this doesn't go sideways on us, but then they wake up on Sunday and they say, we have no choice. We, this, is, this is something that we just cannot allow, because all it takes – is if one person gets sick, one person or two people get sick, if if, if somebody if somebody has um a catastrophic situation at the marathon, I don't care if it's one or if it's just two. It's not worth it. So to me, when you start looking at it and the way that things played out, I believe that the right decision was made. I'd love to get your reaction, though, at 651-461-9226 because I, I, I do totally understand the frustration and the disappointment. I think that's the biggest and the best word to use is the disappointment in it all, okay? Because clearly, when you start thinking about your opportunities and chances to run the marathon and be able to get into other marathons based off of that performance or whatever, yeah, it, it can be frustrating that you don't get that opportunity. All right, 651-461-9226. Let's go to George in White Bear Lake. How you doing, George? Uh, good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Yeah. Um, say, just uh, I'll try to make it quick. Um, I don't think, you know, to me it's not a comparison of, you know, people being mad about having to wear masks and stuff. I think actually for whether it's masks or running the marathon, and I'm, you know, I'm about safety. I'm, uh, if you want to call me liberal, progressive, whatever. Yeah. But I absolutely think that that was the wrong decision. It, you know, these, these runners are starting in the morning. It wasn't 90 in the morning when they were starting. Yep. Um, and these guys, um, you know, where does it end? Schools are being called out now because of a possible snowfall. That's, you know, I think we're going too far that way. And, What's happened to people just deciding for themselves? Oh, I think it's going to be too hot. I guess I won't run the marathon. Or, you know what? It's too hot. I'm not going to go out and watch the marathon. Or we have to, do we have to, you know, protect people from themselves now? So that's, what that's is the liability of somebody? If, if, but but don't don't you think so? So you so you think it's worth the risk to just go ahead and roll the dice in that way? What what if they what if they they, they they say that they had enough personnel in. It, in case somebody got sick, but that was kind of questioned too yesterday. 
And with, and with regard to the to the to the the snowfall and all of that, I mean, I get it. Over time, we've we've kind of gotten into a situation where, like, um, the back in my day, we used to walk to school, or it's cold here, and it's, but it's. I mean, times change, and 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 you run the risk of having a situation where. Are you going to go ahead in a snowfall and we don't think it's going to be that bad? Have kids out there waiting on a bus in the middle of a blizzard? I mean, at some point you got to, it's a case by case basis, is it not? You Are you saying to me that you don't think that things are got, gotten a, a little extreme on the side of caution when they call off school and the next day it doesn't even snow? I agree with you that the meteorologists sometimes with the snow, they are wrong. And also times they're wrong on the other end. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a case-by-case basis. I'm not going to generalize and say across the board that it's all bad. Why not wait till it actually snows and then call off school? I mean, you know, I'm just saying, and I, I you know, we're talking about the marathon yeah, here. Yep. I just think, you know, we take a risk every day if we go out and we drive our car, we're making a decision. Let people make decisions for themselves. It wasn't 90 degrees at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep. You know, Kenya runners... They, night, it was a, a cool day for if you're, you know, running, if you're a, a Central African runner, right? I mean, it's all a matter of, pers- of perspective. So I'm just saying, yep. I understand why they call it off, but I disagree. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And, th- and thanks for the phone call. I love the perspective from George. And I'm not even saying that I'm necessarily disagreeing. That's why, like, I get it. I understand it. And George is spot on. Like, at that time in the morning, it wasn't blazing hot. It wasn't. Let's take one more phone call before we get to our marathon runner guest. Let's go to Clark in St. Paul. What's up, Clark? Hey, Lee. Uh, I kind of agree a little bit with your previous guest. I, I don't think they should have called it off. I, I do think it's different than the school stuff because those are kids, right? So we mm-hmm. need to mind them a little bit more. Yep. And give people- oh, man, I think we lost Clark. time during marathons. And oh. um, Go ahead. All right, Clark is breaking up. Clark's got a bad connection, so I'm sorry, Clark. Maybe we can revisit this a little bit later. Uh, Clark, I'm so I, – yeah, he was in a bad spot. But but I'll, I'll say this, and yes, clearly with kids. Part of it too, though, and this is just part of life, is there's a thing called a forecast. And, and whether we like the forecast or it not – It didn't change. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like, – no, no. even going to his example about snow yeah. and forecasting, like – you have to take that into an account with the forecast. People are enraged and upset about New York last week with the mayor not um, talking about the water that took place in New York City. Yeah. And what they're having to deal with the fallout of that. So I'm sorry. Sometimes the forecast is spot on. Sometimes it's wrong. Be more mad at the meteorologist than, 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 than the people sometimes that are going to make those decisions. I do understand where maybe you know, we do get a little too cautious based on what might happen. You do want to keep people safe. Absolutely. You don't want to have it start and then have something horrible happen. You're like, oh man, you know, we shouldn't have done this. But at the same time, I do understand where it's like, okay, it could possibly turn out like this. And if this is a worst case scenario, then we have to protect ourselves. So th- th- there is a middle ground, maybe a little bit of over of a, an overreaction by yeah. canceling. But I also understand where they're coming from. Yep. All right. 651-461-9226. We're going to talk to a marathon runner. She's actually training for Chicago. That's this weekend. Her name is Chelsea Klosnitz. She joins us next year on The Lake Show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830-WCCO. We started the show talking about the Twin Cities Marathon cancellation, but somebody that's a seasoned runner, somebody that uh, currently is training for a marathon as we speak, I'm going to have them join us now on the John Schuster Call Banker Hotline. Her name is Chelsea Klosnich, and uh, she is a seasoned runner, and uh, she's joining us here on The Lake Show. Chelsea, how are you doing this evening? Not bad. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So I opened up the phone lines, um, and I know that a lot there are some people that feel a certain way about what took place yesterday. I think a lot of people are understanding. I think there are some that say, you know, the, the individuals that want to run, let them make their own decision. Um, as a seasoned marathon runner, Currently training for Chicago this weekend. What are your thoughts on the Twin Cities Marathon cancellation? So I had probably the same type of roller coaster of emotions that many in the running community felt yesterday. At first, I think it was really frustrating for those who were en route to the 10-miler event that they were notified that the event wasn't going to be happening. Um that's really frustrating for a lot of people. They've trained for weeks and months and years for these events. And it's so frustrating, right? Because you're ready to go and you're trying, some might be trying to qualify for Boston, right? And so it, the day as I was watching social media went on as to frustration to the amazing running community. Some even went out and ran the 26.2 without obviously marathon uh, officials supporting that event. Some ran the 10 milers. Some actually that I followed were um, having a a PR or a personal record on their 10 miler. Um, But then I saw on social media, some people who went out to run the 26.2. One individual stands out a lot as he flew in from Europe, ran the 26.2 or attempted to, was not able to finish and said the heat was simply too much. And very much gave TCM and the organizer officials all of the gratitude for canceling because it kept a lot of people safe. Yeah. I think very much on that bandwagon Yeah, that and fully support the cancellation of the event. At the end of the day, safety is the ultimate priority. And I have not had any contact with the TCM um, officials that made that decision, but I can only imagine that they it wasn't just the weather that they were looking at, right? They were looking at the medical support and the fact that that medical support could have been very much overwhelmed. Speaking back to George, the caller earlier, 
you're right. The temps were okay at the beginning, but those marathon runners also spend hours on that course. And when you register for a marathon or a running event, you have to give your time that you are possibly going to finish. And so I am assuming that those race officials, when they made that decision, also took into account how long people would be on that course. And eventually things were going to get dicey for beginners, for novice, and even for expert runners who do this all the time. You don't know what your body is going to do necessarily. You can train the whole time and be great and then have a weird medical event happen. So I fully support the decision to cancel the event, unfortunately. Hey, hey Chelsea, you know, let me uh, give you a, a couple of text messages here from the, uh, from the season one plumbing talking text line. They kind of echo a, a sentiment that, that I can see people side on. They say first off in the seven, six, three Henry, not upset about the canceling, but upset because the weather report did not change for over a week. They knew. And then another one says they should have canceled the night before, not the day of that from Jason in Oak Grove. Do you you think that they probably should have made the decision um, a little bit earlier, Chelsea? I do. That's the one thing that I do agree with in terms of this whole cancellation situation. I think the timing was a little bit off. Um, I do think there were emails that had gone out to the 26.2s and the 10-miler events that said, you know, we're watching this really closely, and that was even the day before. I think it should have been canceled the night before or the day before. Um, I think it should have – it was pretty clear that the attempts were not in anyone's favor. Yeah. We're talking to marathon runner Chelsea Kloss this year on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Have you ever run a marathon and seen someone – uh, have a medical event or or maybe some significant issues? I have. It's it's not necessarily common, and you don't see it a lot, but especially in the longer distances when the heat is like this, if we're relating it back to this event, think about this, right? Like you're running next to somebody who's having a medical issue, and you have no idea what that issue is. You don't know that person specifically and what their health history is like. Uh, your adrenaline kicks in. So just think about having your adrenaline kick in to help somebody or see something happen while you're in that heat as well. It's not a great physiological response to have in those conditions. Um, And it's really scary. So thinking about the risk that that poses, especially in a mass crowd, like what would have happened yesterday, it just, again, bears to the fact that it should have been canceled. Yeah. I got one more question for you, Chelsea, and I appreciate your time this evening. You know, many people want to participate in the Boston Marathon. Uh, do you think that Boston, or the Boston, in terms of the Boston Marathon, do you think that they should create some availability by opening up spots in a few of the next few races across the country? Or do you believe that this is a situation where it's very unfortunate, but it is what it is? That's a really great question. Um, Boston is what it is because of the time limits that are imposed to the runners. It makes it a really great challenge to kind of live up to and a lot of runners would say that that's a gold standard of like getting into the marathon situation, right? It's a world major. So um, I don't know that I would suggest that Boston open up some spots, but there are some timed events that still allow for a Boston qualifying time or a BQ and Mankato whistle stop in Wisconsin and Des Moines are all coming up. Mankato may actually be full after what just happened. And I really wouldn't be surprised if any of those three open up some more spots, knowing what happened here in the cities. Yeah. Hey, Chelsea, thank you so much for your time and your perspective as a marathon runner. Yeah, of course. All right. Take care. That's Chelsea class is joining us here on the Lake show, uh, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole banker. Hotline. All right, we'll take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather of all things. And then let's talk some Twins baseball. 
because the playoff race begins tomorrow. The opponent, the Toronto Blue Jays. We do that next year on The Lake Show. I think the way that things have played out for the Minnesota Twins this season, awesome. They won the division like I predicted. Not always right with predictions. I'm glad that I was right this year. But I will say this about the the playoffs and moving forward. This is a matchup that I really like. I like it. I've said this for the last month. That of all the teams that I look at and I say, this is the scariest matchup for the Twins in an opening round. I have said this, and I'm not the only one to say this, okay? But the Houston Astros, I think, would have been tough. A lot tougher. Now, I'm going to embrace any playoff run because you're going to face good teams. I don't care how you look at it, whether it's, you know, the the opening series through the entire run. You're going to face good b- baseball teams. But I thought that Houston is, look, they're, def- they're defending World Series champions. I think that they may be, I shouldn't even say underachieved. They had a very much a roller coaster year. Hot a couple of weeks, not so good a couple of weeks. To me, that was a tricky matchup there. But with that being said, that's not who you're facing. You're facing Toronto Blue Jays. And Toronto's got some ballers, okay? We know that they're a good young team. But the thing about Toronto is that when I look at the Toronto Blue Jays, I think that's a good matchup for us because our pitching is flat out better than theirs. I know that they've got BGO. I know that they've got um, uh, uh, what's the slugger's name? Um, hits all the home Dante runs. Bichette or uh, Bobuchet, Vlad no. Guerrero, Vlad, Vlad, yep. yes, Vlad Junior. They got a lot of second generation. Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, that's how I view them too. I'm like, man, I remember your pops back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, but but the bottom line is, yeah. is from an overall perspective, pitching wise. They don't scare me. Not every team that's remaining in the in or that's made it to the postseason has mm-hmm. one or two really good pitchers. I just think that our pitching lines up much better against them. And shocker, we got the home field advantage here in this opening round. I, I think the most challenging is going to be Kevin Gaussman because I mean he's a, he's a yep. strikeout machine. Yeah, led the American League in strikeouts. After that, you've got Chris Bassett, who has been hittable at times. And then, if need be, Jose Barrios going to game three for Toronto. Doesn't scare me. No, because, <laughs> well, because we know that Jose Barrios is hittable. We know that he can be absolutely electric, but he runs very hot and very cold. So you just hope that you can get him when he's running cold. Kevin Gaussman, I, I feel game one tomorrow is going to be the challenge. If, if you can take game one and end that 18-game postseason losing streak, I feel like that can really set the tone. Not to say that you can't win games two and three, because you absolutely can't. I think across the board, I mean, I really would have liked the Texas Rangers because to me they feel a little more vulnerable, even though they, you know, they end up winning the American League West. I feel like they're a little more vulnerable, especially on the oh, pitching side. No, they ended up. I, I think. Oh Houston, yeah, they got Houston. They, yeah, Houston, nipped Houston them out won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that's right. They uh, they've got the other the other wild card. Sorry about that. Um, but I feel like they're the most vulnerable. But at the end of the day, like this matchup, like up and down, 
I, I can't look at it and I see it very, very even across the board. I do. But and, I, I, and I'm not saying it's a slam dunk that the Twins win this. Yeah. Be, but I guess when I look at it, I think that this is a favorable matchup. I think it's absolutely a favorable matchup. I, I'm fine with Toronto. I would have mm-hmm. loved Texas too. I just thought that Houston would have been tricky and difficult. Look, eventually, because who's the number one seed? It's it's Baltimore, Baltimore right? Yeah. I think the Baltimore's vulnerable now. Batista's out for the year. They're yeah. closer. Yeah, and, ba- Baltimore is. But get, the the winner of this series, they're not going to reseed. So the winner of this series, yeah. then you play Houston. But I, I I do feel like out of all of them, kind of like with you, like you break it down position by position. The all stars that they have, Vlad Guerrero is an absolute beast. He's a monster. He, he's a monster. You've got Alex Kirilov, who is serviceable. Calvin Biggio is not, he's not his dad. He's not Craig Biggio. I mean, Calvin Biggio's a nice player, but he hit 235 with, less, with like nine home runs on the year. You know, Bo Bichette, Bo Bichette gave the Twins a whole bunch of problems when they were here earlier. To me, Bo Bichette is the straw that stirs the drink for Toronto. You know, George Springer, good player. Kevin yep. Kiermaier, good player. Hey, George Springer's got he's got championship pedigree. He, he he does. I mean, he and Carlos Correa both. I mean, were part of that 2017. Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt, a very good designated hitter. This is a tough series. I mean, you, yeah, you, you can look <laughs> at it all the way across and say it's very, it's very tough to look at it and say that okay, there's a definitive winner in this. I, I can't, I can't say that. I can't say that. I actually think that, and I'll have to look this up. I'll try to look it up right now. I actually think, though, that according to VegasInsider.com, that the Twins have the longest odds in the American League. I think they've got, out of all of the playoff teams, I think they've got the longest... They've got the, the 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 longest chance out of all of the playoff teams. Yeah. like they are the most slept. I think on they're team. like twenty to one or something. Yeah, like that. they are the most slept on team in the playoffs. But I, I got to be honest, you got to earn it. Like you got to shed that label. So as much as we want to see the teams, as much as I believe that tomorrow is the beginning of a new era, mm-hmm. I can't look at that and say that I'm absolutely offended by it. When you've got Atlanta there, when you got Philly there, when you got Houston there, it's like you got to earn that respect. The yeah. Twins have to earn that respect. You've got a lot of really good players, but collectively, they haven't done what some of these other teams have done. I get that. But l- let me say this about what we have here as well in terms of this year's postseason. Okay. Okay. We can sit here and we can talk about. Um, the Twins, and be a little bit negative, I'm not going to be negative. And one thing that I believe is we got to stop stressing about the losing streak. Okay, I get it. It's ugly. It's not something that anyone's going to be proud of. We want to win. Okay, We not only want to win championships. I mean, we just want to win games before even get to a championship. And this 18-game lose, it sucks. But we got to stop stressing on it. And the reason why I'm harping on that is because when we keep harping on it, all we're doing is planting a seed of negativity. And I just don't think it does any good right now in doing that. You mentioned other teams, right? Yep. Other teams, postseason. Tampa, fine. Um, Houston, 
fine. What has the Rangers done recently? I know that Toronto's been in the postseason, but what have they actually done recently? Like, Baltimore, I get it. They're the one seed. We respect that. We love that. Mm-hmm. They're in the postseason now, and they've had some really down years. So I guess I don't think – if the narrative is the Twins are the only team that has something to prove in the postseason – I would refute that. I would push back on that. I, and, I don't, I, I, no, no, I, and I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm talking about in general. I'm letting Twins fans know, let's not obsess so much about the streak as mm-hmm. much. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody's out there saying the Twins are the only team that hasn't done anything in the postseason. I, I just think that, you know, when we're looking at the, the teams that have the longest odds to win the World Series – say, I can understand that the Twins are near the bottom of that list. And I, as a Twins fan, working here, you know, covering the team as a member of the media, if I sit back objectively, I have no problems with it. Because to Mm -hmm. me, there are only a handful of teams that I think you can claim that can say, hey, we've been there. We have that pedigree. So we, I mean, yeah, the Astros, the Braves, the Phillies, the, um, the Dodgers, I mean, outside of that, I mean, who can we really look at and say, okay, you've earned your spot in the pecking order? Yeah, outside of those, I mean, those are, that's the group of teams. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Everybody else, everybody the else teams, has got to prove the, it. The other teams that have won it re- in recent memory, they've fallen off quick. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I, it's been, in the blink of an eye, it's been eight years since the Royals won it. Uh, who else has really fallen off? Uh, Cleveland was good. The Cubs. Um, they fell off quick. The Cubs. Um, the Nationals. Yeah. I mean, so so those organizations, those teams. It's hard to sustain this run. I get that. I totally get that. All right, 651-461-9226 if you'd like to weigh in and talk some Twins baseball here. Let's go to Pete in Minneapolis. What's up, Pete? No, for you at New York, there's there's uh, 14-year-old kids now in New York City who haven't seen a victory parade. So. <laughs> oh, okay, I got anyway, you. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, they haven't won it since 09. It's the truth. Um so anyway, about Gausman, you know, last time we faced him in June at Prano, we we got seven hits and six runs in four innings off of him. So uh, we hit him pretty good. And I got that yesterday from the broadcast. Biden was saying that. Nice. So nice. let's not worry about him. Let's not, you know, let's just quit. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, Pete. I wouldn't, I would, Pete, I wouldn't go that far and just kind of like brush him to the side. I mean, I, I'm going to. I'm not brushing him to the yeah, side. I'm yeah. just saying that, I, you know. You guys open with, you know, he's, he's all this. But, you know, the fact is there's certain I'm, – what I'm saying is certain teams hit certain guys, you know, pretty good. For instance, yep. when even when we had rotten teams and Chris Sale was pitching for the White Sox and Chris Sale was, you know, contending for the Cy Young every year, we had no problem with him. We knocked him out, but you can look it up. We knocked him out by the fourth inning almost every time we faced him. Or there was just something about uh, – I don't know what it was, but we had no problem with Chris yeah. Sale. Yeah, and when Verlander was with Detroit, it's not like we owned him either. But we we scored our you know we scored our fair share of runs off him. So I mean you know it's just uh, we're gonna do okay. Uh, we are. I, I really believe in this team. All right, thanks for the phone call from from Petey Minneapolis. I, look, I I didn't sit here and say like I was scared of Gossman. Uh, I don't think that you were intimating that as well. But I mean it's just more of a respect thing. It's mm-hmm. the guy's legitimate. Yeah, and and, and, and I, I don't care. I don't care. What the stats may say about Twins versus Justin Verlander, I know that Justin Verlander's a boss. Yeah, over the course of time, eventually, like, just in terms of the odds, if you face somebody 10 times, 
at least once or twice, you're going to end up getting that individual. I remember there are times where Lucas Giolito just mowed the Twins down. And not all of a sudden, just Lucas Giolito couldn't get anybody out. And it was kind of that way. So I, I feel like no matter who you are, you're going to get touched up. I mean, Garrett Cole got rocked a couple times in a row by the Boston Red Sox. I don't feel like that doesn't necessarily not make him the front runner for the Cy Young just because you get knocked around. More times than not, Kevin Gaussman, because of his track record, especially since joining Toronto, is going to end up having a very good outing. I would love nothing more than to chase him in the first inning tomorrow. No question. I would love it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Kevin Gaussman is, is he leads the American League in strikeouts for a reason. He's going to get Cy Young votes for a reason. And I feel like just based on that, I'm going to give the guy his respect. I, again, would I love to chase him in the first inning like they did Luis Severino Yankee Stadium a few years ago? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to happen? I, I don't know, but he's a hell of a pitcher. If you get by Kevin Gaussman, I feel it gets easier. That's just that's what I'm saying. And, and Gaussman is is one and one against the Twins this mm-hmm. year. He went he went five in the third innings, giving up a run on four hits in a win on May 26th, but he okay. was shelled for six runs on seven hits in four and two thirds innings and a loss on June the 11th. So one fair outing, the yeah. other not so much. So one and one on the season. I, the I would, I would take, I, I would take him not going deep into the game. <laughs> yes, I would. I, take I, it I, too. I will, I will take that first start where he's only giving up a run because I feel like tit for tat, Pablo Lopez. Just providing he doesn't have that one rough inning. Yeah, that's that's the th- that's the key. Let's let let's. I want to get to that point. We can take more calls, more text on the city's one plumbing talking text line six five one four six one nine two two six. Because I do think that that is the hurdle that the Twins have to get over. We discuss that next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO. The Twins need to get theirs tomorrow. And I love the fact that Pablo Lopez is starting game one. The only concern that I have about game one tomorrow is the fact that when you look at Pablo Lopez, he has been one of those individuals that he will throw in a start where he has um, a hiccup or stressful inning kind of early on. Mm -hmm. Once he gets settled in, he's pretty – look, this is a Pablo Lopez start. A Pablo Lopez start is one of three things. It is he's cruising from start to finish, and he gives you like a strong seven. It is bumpy ride early, then he grinds and gets you through, and the team picks him up, and he gives you a quality start. Or it's a short start. Now, do I think that he's going to have a short start tomorrow? I I just think that he's rounding into form. I think that he's a guy that is ready for prime time. And this has been a spectacular year. And everybody talks about how he's developed and how he's grown with the Minnesota Twins organization. So I don't think that the moment's going to be too big. But I do um, put it like this. There will be a few nerves, I believe, in the first three innings just because mm-hmm. it seems like that could be the case tomorrow. Yeah, and I think – you know, the one thing about Pablo Lopez, he's going to have a rough inning somewhere along the way. It's it's going to happen. 
you're maybe just, not. You're just you're, well. You're hoping that it's in maybe in the fourth or the fifth, where you can if you need piece it together. If you you can piece it together because guess what? You got Louis Varland, and I don't feel like anything is too big for him at the moment. I, I've been more impressed maybe with Louis Varland coming back up mm-hmm. than I have almost with anybody else. Like he's come back, and it's like. He's just embraced this new role. I feel like between he and Chris Paddock, more so Louis Varlin, because I trust Louis Varlin more at this point. That if you need somebody to pick it up, if Pablo Lopez somehow falters, I feel like Louis Varlin's going to be that guy. All right. I, so, so let me be clear about this. I really like Louis Varlin's future in the Twins organization. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to act like I have a ton of confidence in him in the postseason, right? This is a big moment. The postseason is different, and he's somebody that gives up a lot of home runs. And Toronto is a home run hitting team. Yeah, but I I don't feel, though, that— I'm talking about confidence. I'm not saying that Louis Varlin can't go out there and, and, and give you um a good inning or two. But I'm not confident in it. I am more confident in Louis Varlin than I am in Chris Paddock, than I am in— in terms of, like, if, if we're talking about somebody that has to come in for long relief— I'm absolutely more confident in, in Louis Varlin. But those two guys are not going to be the first guys jumping out of the bullpen to go in there. I just don't think that's a thing. I don't think that Louis Varlin and Chris Paddock are first up, necessarily. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying hypothetically if you need to get some long relief out of somebody. Yeah. I- ideally, you'd get love to- for, for you know Pablo to go seven and then hand it off to Griffin Jackson and then Durant. Let's talk about the Blue Jays a little bit more. Rob Longley. Blue Jay beat writer for the Toronto Sun. He joins us next year on The Late Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 